Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. Hey, man, it's good to see you tonight. All eight of you. But you know what? Let me tell you something. I'm going to pray that you get an extra special blessing because you showed up and a special favor on you that others are not going to get to partake of because you came. So you're going to get doubly blessed tonight. And, you know, I, I, like, I actually like moments like this because this, is, this, this always seems to be where God does something special. You know, go to church, go to church, go to church, go to church, and then miss a service, and then somebody goes, oh my God, you should have been there today, you should I'm like, really? <laughs> the one service I lay out, God decided to do something extraordinary. How many of you can expect that right now here in this setting, that God can do something extraordinary for your experience so that you can go telling people off? No, that's not why. No, not at all. Uh, but... But Jesus said, if you're hungry, you can be filled. And when you're hungry for his word, you're hungry for his presence, you're hungry for experiences together with his believers, with other believers, your brothers and sisters, that's when you're setting yourself up for blessing. You're setting yourself up for something extra special. I do believe that. And so I'm, I'm glad you're here, and thank you for being here, and thank you for those who are with us by live stream who didn't want to get out in this bad weather, and I understand that. So thank you also, and then those who are listening by podcast, we welcome you as well. But I want to take just a moment um, to just say what a day in heaven it is today. When Dr. Billy Graham went through those gates into his reward. And I was trying to just, in my finite mind, even imagine what that must have been like. Because the, the, the legacy that he left here, you know, he ministered to over 215 million people. Hey, let me just say this. Apart from those he reached on TV. I'm talking about these are people he was in the room with. Over 215 million people. We have something like 300 million in the United States. So imagine. They called him America's pastor, ministered to 12 different United States presidents through his life. Not one scandal ever showed up in his ministry. Now that's extraordinary. Huh? Not one. Ministered in 185 countries, and he would not get off of the simple message of the Lord Jesus Christ. He just kept staying with the gospel. And I admire a man like that. And not only that, but his children are also serving the Lord. You know, Dr. Graham did say, they, there's a lot of wonderful things he said. He wasn't, he wasn't a real eloquent kind of speaker, but he was so passionate about this gospel that you wanted to hear him. Um, but one thing he did say, when somebody asked him, when he was gotten up in years and he wasn't traveling as much and Someone once asked him, if you could do it all over again, what's something that you would do different? And Dr. Graham said, I would spend less time in large crusades and more time with sons and daughters in faith. Because there has to be both things. Salvation and discipleship. Right? So, 
But I, I love that he was humble enough to admit things like that and to, to really pour out his heart and tell and be open and transparent. But I just want to say what a great man of God and that let his legacy continue to inspire all of us to keep things simple and stay on the main thing, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, that's why we're called One Cause Church. We minister in several ways through several methods, but we have one cause. This gospel must be preached, and that is to bear this truth, to carry this truth, to declare this truth. Amen. Praise God. I thank God for His ministry. I was watching uh, some of the news this morning. Once I got an alert on my phone, I was down in Dallas with my, with my father, and um, when I, I got up, he was in there, and he had it on and watching it, sitting there crying, watching all of this about Dr. Graham. And then Pastor uh, Jeffers, the pastor of First Baptist Church in Dallas, came on and, and uh, he was talking about how that uh, Dr. Graham was a member of First Baptist Church Dallas for many years. And he said, my mother got saved at a Billy Graham crusade. And now he's pastoring one of the largest churches in, in this area. And Dr. Billy Graham got saved in a Mordecai Ham meeting, a man by the name of Mordecai Ham. Mordecai Ham was saved in a meeting where Billy Sunday was saved. Billy Sunday was saved in a D.L. Moody, under a D.L. Moody sermon. But when Mordecai Ham um, was documenting what had happened in this meeting, he had preached that night, and young Billy Graham came forward and received Christ, and Mordecai Ham recorded something like this in his, in his diary. Not much happened tonight, just had one soul saved. Just Billy Graham's soul. You don't know what kind of impact you make with the one. Be faithful to tell the one. Amen. Amen. Okay. Let's move forward to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. I'm so glad that you came tonight because Heather was in for a message by herself if it was just going to be me and her. So she's more grateful than I am that you're here. Colossians chapter 1. We're going to start reading in verse 24. I now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up in my flesh... What is lacking in the afflictions of Christ? I want to say that part again. And fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of his body, which is the church. This verse used to always confuse me. Anybody else kind of feel confused when you read that? Lacking in the afflictions of Christ? What's lacking in the afflictions of Christ? What does that even mean? I'm glad you asked. I'm going to tell you. Let me tell you what he's not saying first, so we can get that out of the way. Paul is not saying that Jesus' suffering for our sins was not sufficient enough. Okay? He wasn't saying that that wasn't enough. What Paul is helping us understand here, he's talking about a price that had to be paid for the gospel that he's preaching. Uh, specifically, the gospel to the Gentile, the gospel of grace. And that gospel is made up of something like this. Christ died for what? 
our sins, according to the Scriptures. And He was buried and He rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures. That's what He's talking about. This is what He's saying, that He is paying that price. He is filling up now in His own flesh. How many of you know that Paul, Paul's flesh faced a lot of issues, faced a lot of trials, a lot of persecutions, a lot of beatings, all kinds of awful things? I want you to look at Acts chapter 9 for a moment, and we can see from the very onset of Paul's beginning, of his beginning in the ministry, that is, in his conversion, we see something really interesting here, and it's where the Lord is speaking to a man by the name of Ananias, all right? Uh, This is right after Saul had been converted there on the road to Damascus, so then the Lord goes and speaks to a man named Ananias, and he says, but the Lord said to him, go, for he, speaking of Saul at this time, is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. Verse 16, now watch this. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. So Paul had a very special mission from God. His special was unique and in and of itself. For us to think that we have that same kind of suffering as Paul did is for us to think too highly of ourselves. Because his was a special mission to pay a price for the gospel that had not been paid for yet. What was lacking? What was it that was lacking in the afflictions of Christ? He said, I am not sent. Jesus said these words. I am not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So what he did, he did for Israel. Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom to the Jews. I want to teach you a little bit of something, the difference between the gospel of Christ and the gospel of the kingdom. There is a difference, all right? The gospel of Christ or the gospel of grace which is all made up of Christ died for our sins, buried and rose again from the dead, is what we preach now, is what Paul brought to us. That's not the gospel Jesus brought to the Jews. That wouldn't have made sense. As he's standing there in front of them saying, Christ died for your sins according to the scriptures, and he was buried. No, that wasn't the gospel Jesus preached. Jesus preached the gospel of the kingdom, all right? Which was something along, well, we'll get into that. I'm getting ahead of myself. So no one had paid for this gospel of grace yet, Paul had to pay for this message going to the world because it had never been preached. And that's why Paul had to suffer like he did. He was chosen to preach it, and he was chosen for the suffering that would go with it. Uh, uh, Galatians 6, 17, uh, Paul makes another interesting remark in this way. He says, from now on, let no one trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. In other words, I'm paying the price for this message. Hmm? You know what you said in a nutshell? Can I put it in Texas terms? Look at my scars, now shut up. And then he said something interesting too in 1 Corinthians 11.1. Y'all stay with me here. Don't go on Instagram. All right, you ready? Imitate me, just as I also imitate Christ. Did you see this? Or some versions say, Paul said, the word imitate means to follow. Follow me as I follow Christ. Why didn't he just say follow Christ? He says, follow me as I follow Christ because I'm the one that's bringing the gospel to you. I'm the one that's bringing this revelation from God. I am God's man for you. And I'm paying this price and and I am completely sold out. Spirit, soul, and body to this gospel. So if you'll follow me, if you'll hear my message and you'll follow its example, if you'll, if you'll 
listen to this gospel, if you'll believe this gospel, then guess what? You're going to go to Christ. I'm going to take you to, I'm not going to take you uh, astray. I'm not going to take you somewhere else if you follow me because that's where I'm taking you. Did you hear that? So Paul fully understood that he had the authority, the authority by God to speak to us like this. You know, you got to have authority if you're going to tell somebody, follow me, because I follow Christ. What did Jesus, how did he call his disciples? He said, follow me, follow me, follow me. So this apostle is calling us all, follow him. That is, follow this message that he's preaching. All right, now we don't exalt Paul up there with Jesus. You have to understand, there are lines of authority, and Jesus told Paul what to tell us. I need to say that to you again so that you really get it. Jesus told the apostle Paul what to tell us. We wouldn't know anything about Jesus if the Apostle Paul had not answered the call to bring this gospel to us, all right? So we understand how this works and why he says the kinds of things he did with such confidence, and he knew who he was. He didn't have any question about his place, his apostleship. He said, when it came to the other guys, I'm their contemporary. They didn't add anything to me. He's talking about Peter, James, and John, the men who walked with Jesus, Paul knew Jesus too. He just only knew the resurrected Jesus. All right? He had a, he had a whole different revelation than these other guys did. He, when, when he had a special commission from the Lord, the mission involved much suffering and hardship for the sake of this gospel. Now let's look at verse, let's go back to verse 24 again in, in Colossians 1. Uh, now we are, just for the next few minutes, we're going to just kind of jump around a little bit. Is that all right? Yes. Okay, I now rejoice in my sufferings for you. Now look at this. See, this is, this is, Paul says, I'm happy to do this. I now rejoice in my sufferings for you and fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of his body, which is the church. Verse 25, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God. Did you see this? Watch, was, or, or watch this. Which was given to me for you. So we get that clear message. It was given to me to give to you, to fulfill the word of God. Verse 26, the mystery. Okay, do you see what he's about to reveal to us? He's revealing to you and I a mystery, which has been hidden from the ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. Now, let me ask you a question. Who are the saints? Who are the saints? Okay, if you're a child of God, if you put your faith in Jesus, you have become a saint. Amen. I want you to just try something for a moment. Turn to the person next to you, if, and, and if you don't know their name, you might ask them right quick, but I want you to address them as Saint so-and-so. Hey, don't laugh too hard. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're sitting by Alex, okay. <laughs> I'm messing with you, my man. Huh? Come on, do, do, tell somebody else. Greetings, St. Jeremiah. Hmm? Now see, there are things, if we could really see, listen to me, if we could really see each other in this way, this wouldn't be funny at all. This would just be, oh yeah, this is absolutely the way it is. And so this message has come to the saints. What, what's has, what has come to us? It's a mystery that's now been revealed. Check this out. So Paul, at this divine moment, at this divine time, this dispensation, if you will, God revealed to him something that had been hidden for ages and generations before. 
And now Paul says, God had put this mystery now in me to reveal to you. Ooh, this is good. Okay, now we need to talk about this for just a moment. I want The word mystery here in the Greek means a hidden or secret thing. Not obvious to the understanding. A hidden purpose or counsel. So, what... We could just put it like this. That was then, but this is now. Okay, let me show you a, a scripture that will help us understand that. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 7. He says, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. So how's the mystery revealed? He just showed it to us. We speak it. We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. Okay, the mystery is coming not through some seance and not through incantations, is coming through speaking. Okay, verse 8. Which none of the rulers of this age knew. Huh. See, we, in, in, we, we have revelation from the Spirit of God. And because, this is what Paul is saying. Because we have this revelation now that has come by the Spirit, now we are able to articulate this mystery. We're able to put it into words that everyone can understand. We're able to unlock it for you. And this hidden wisdom of God. For instance, like the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, we read this incredible story when, when Jesus told the disciples to go and wait for the promise of the Father to come. And when He comes, you know, uh, 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 but you will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Well, this day happened, and 120 were there gathered, and they were mingling and waiting for the promise. And all of a sudden, the, uh, suddenly there came a sound from heaven. You, you know, Acts 2, 4, you've heard me talk about this. As of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them divided tongues as a fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, family, this is the first time this has ever happened. So you can imagine the confusion in the room, and there was a lot of confusion over what was going on. These people are blah, 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 you know, doing what Pentecostals do, speaking in other tongues and all that stuff. And there were people out on the outside watching that some of those people were hearing it in their own language. And they're watching Galileans speak their dialect. And, it, and, and Acts goes on to tell us where all these nations, these Jews came from, from scattered all, all around. But now here they've come and they're hearing God speak to them or hearing these people praise God. And God is speaking them through that miracle. And then they started saying like, what's going on here? What, is, what can this possibly mean? And some of them even mocked them and said, these people are drunk. Because they're trying to comprehend what's not been revealed to them. So they can only use natural terms and, and natural, natural reasoning to try to feel okay about what they're seeing or define or describe what they're seeing, but none of what they're saying is actually true. But Peter, full of the Holy Spirit, stands up and is able to articulate to everyone in the room what this is. How did he do that? Because the Spirit now revealed to him something that nobody could know in the natural. The natural mind has not received the things of the Spirit, and the things of the Spirit are against the things that are in the natural. and They're contrary continually. Now, when I read that, when I read Acts chapter 2, and I thought, of all people to stand up and know what to say, Peter's the guy. Because when you read gospel accounts, and I, I just, 
just for the humor of it, you should just go back through and look at the stories where Jesus picked these men, and there were many instances where they had no clue what he was talking about. I mean, completely misunderstanding what Jesus is saying. Can I give you an example right quick? Bring up Luke 18 for just a moment. Luke 18. I want, to make, I want to make this worth your trip to church tonight, all right? Then he took the 12 aside and said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man will be accomplished. Who's he talking about? Himself. It's kind of interesting. Jesus talks about, talks about himself in third person. I find that interesting from time to time. All things are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man will be accomplished. Is that, all, is that clear to everybody here? That's why I'm asking you these questions. Is that clear that he's talking about himself here? Okay, just make it sure so we can move on. Verse 32. For he will be delivered to the Gentiles, and we be, he will be mocked and insulted and spit upon. Is there anything mysterious in that to you right now? Or can you easily understand that? Mocked, insulted, and spit upon, right? Verse 33. They will scourge him and kill him, and the third day he will rise again. Is this all... St- Sound out of your scope to understand. All pretty simple, isn't it? Right? You get it. Verse 34. But they understood none of these things. How do you not understand that? This is very simple, guys. This saying was hidden from them. It doesn't mean that God was hiding it from them. It just means they just weren't getting it. I don't understand. And they did not know the things which were spoken. How did they not know? It's very simple. Right? Oh, you've got to have revelation. And now we see the difference in Peter who had Jesus with him, but then having the Spirit in him was a whole different experience. See, now Jesus wasn't the one that always had to make sense for him. Now he's got the Spirit of God on the inside who guides him into all truth and teaches him all things, that same spirit you have in you. This revelation comes by the Spirit. Wow. Uh, But they understood none of these things. This thing was hidden from them. I'm grateful to God to have his Spirit on the inside of me because I, 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 I faced an issue this past weekend uh, when I... I told you I told y'all um, that my cousin up in Oklahoma was killed by her husband about a week and a half ago, and um, so I was thinking I probably should go to the funeral and um, there in Oklahoma. And so I go over to my parents' house. Was that Thursday night? Last Thursday night? Yeah, last on Thursday night. And uh, there in, in, on campus because I had to teach the next day at class. And so Dad says. Uh, hey, do you think you could help with this funeral on Saturday? And I said, oh, I don't, I don't know. Dad, Dad, I'm not even sure if I'm going. He said, well, I, it would be nice if you would help her uncle, Uncle Bud. He pastored down in uh, Conroe, Texas. He said, and, and he said uh, you could, if you could help him, that would be good. I said, well, what do you mean by, by help? And he said, well, actually, you would preach the, the sermon for the, I'm like, so he's helping me. I'm not helping him. And I said, well, uh, and then he says, well, I already told her mom you would do it. (laughs) Why are you even asking me then? I don't have a choice in the matter. So I find myself now being whisked away into Oklahoma 
uh, for a trip I was not necessarily planning on being to being in charge of this thing. And so I had to go down Friday night and visit with the family and all that, and then the next day. And I was really laboring over this, this funeral because this is close to home. I grew up with this girl, you know, and it was just such a tragic situation. It wasn't like she passed away like Dr. Billy Graham did, 99 long years on the earth. I mean, here's a mother who's 43 years old who was killed by her husband who's leaving two daughters here and a grieving family. And so just trying to work through all that. And so I'm, I'm up early that morning and I'm going over what I'm going to say and I've got, oh, yeah, that's, those will be some good scriptures. That will bring comfort. Yeah, okay, I'll use those. Okay, yeah, I'll use those. And I'm praying and praying in the Spirit, thanking God for it. And finally I get there and, and we start the thing and uh, my cousin's name was Heather and her uncle Bud gets up there and he's going to read the obituary and kind of open it up with prayer. That's basically his part of the thing. Well, he does that, but he is a preacher. And he does have a microphone, and that's dangerous. And so he starts sharing something. He said, you know, I, I started thinking about, I just felt like I had a word from God for him. So he goes to this kind of obscure place in the book of Acts and just brought out some amazing stuff. It was just extraordinary. He said, I've never used this at a funeral, and, and it, but it was just really right on time, really ministered to the family. And then he didn't stop there. And then he pulls out another scripture, which is the first scripture on my notes, and just pff, preaches it. And then he brings up another scripture, which is the second script, scripture reference on my notes. I'm thinking, okay, I'm not, okay, I can't use that. And then he gets a third one. He uses the next one. I mean, just like one after another after another. He said everything pretty much I wanted to say. What am I going to do? What he said. So at this moment, I just said, all right, Jesus. This is where I need the Holy Ghost to help me out. And you know what? He did. I opened my mouth and I had plenty to say and to share in preaching this gospel. See, he is there to reveal things to you and to show you things to come. He is the reveal. See, that, that, that was then. We look at 1 first, first Corinthians 2. We're almost through. 1 Corinthians 2. Let's go back there for a moment because we've got to bring this thing full circle now. Verse 7 again. He says, we speak these things in a mystery. 1 Corinthians 2, 7. Uh, uh, yeah, verse 8. Which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Now, now, the rulers can be two different kinds of rulers, all right? But we need to, let's look at the natural governing rulers, which was Pontius Pilate, Caiaphas the high priest, even the Roman soldiers themselves. If they had known that they were crucifying the Lord of glory, they wouldn't have done it, all right? Also, the demonic kingdom as well, if they would have known what kind of black eye this would have given the kingdom of darkness, they probably wouldn't have gone through with it. But it was hidden from all of them, all right? Next, verse 9. As it is, but as it is written, eye has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Everybody say, that was then. But we've got to keep reading. Look at verse 10. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, just the deep things of God. This is now. See, that was then, but this is now. It was hidden, but now it's revealed. It was a mystery, but now it's known. Are you hearing me? Oh, man, I thank God for that. And, 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 and so God brought this message, this mystery to the Apostle Paul. Let's go now back to Colossians to finish this chapter out. Verse 26, it, it ends at 29. The mystery which has been hidden from the ages and from generations, but has now been revealed to his saints. Here it is, verse 27. 
To them, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Oh, that's us. There's where where we are, right there in the Scriptures, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. See, the mystery is that the Gentiles would be saved. It was obvious to God's chosen people through scriptures, through through those teaching the scriptures, and even through the prophets from the ages, that Israel would be redeemed, that their Redeemer would come and He would redeem Israel from their sins, but they understood nothing about us being a part of that deal. That was hidden. Verse 25, Paul says, I became a minister according to the stewardship from God, which was given to me for you to fulfill the word of God. Whoa. of which I became a minister. So what's the deal then? Because there's, there's an interesting, it's 8.04. Can I have five more minutes? Okay. I want to go to two last scriptures then, since you said yes. Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, verse 15. I want you to see this. Now, I've, said, I've told you this before, but, but it's really relevant to this passage of scripture we're in. Now, you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, say, the beginning of the gospel. When I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. So Paul is telling us the beginning of the gospel. When was that? He's saying this is, this is at the beginning of his ministry. But look at Mark chapter 1. Look at Mark chapter 1. This is interesting. Verse 1. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Well, well, well how does the gospel have two beginnings? You can't have two beginnings. Mark says it's there. Paul says it happened in his ministry, which is true. Both of them are right. One is called the gospel of the kingdom, and one is called the gospel of grace. And the gospel of the kingdom, see, look at, we're going to keep reading here through four. Uh, And this is what it looks like. As it is written in the prophets, behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way before you. Verse three. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. Verse 4, and this is who it's talking about. John came baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. That was the gospel of the kingdom. Preaching baptism and repentance. Baptism and repentance. You see this? All right, let's jump down to verse, uh, the last two verses. Verse 14. Now, after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Look, verse 15, uh, and saying, the time was fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. All right? So this gospel was continually a, mostly it was repent and be baptized or believe and be baptized. But the gospel of the kingdom was made up of that. But the gospel of Christ, the gospel of grace was believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You and all your household will be saved. All right, so it's a bit different, even though Christ is the essence of faith, of, of our salvation for Jew and Greek both. But the message is a bit different. The beginning of the gospel in Jesus' time was the gospel of the kingdom. The beginning of our gospel to the Gentile was what Paul taught us. And if you try to apply both of these things to your life, you're going to live jacked up. You really are. You're going to be constantly confused. So you need to understand which audience is being addressed. And the the primary voice to you is the Apostle Paul. And then everything else that you see outside of Paul's writings in the Scripture, you need to read that with that Pauline 
filter through that Pauline perception so that you can understand what does apply to you and what does apply for you to learn or to know what you live in and what you learn from. You got that? Does that help you tonight? That was the beginning of the gospel of the Jews. So, him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. To this end, I also labor, striving according to his working, which works in me mightily. And we are through chapter 1. Praise God. Let's stand together. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Can we just lift our hands to the Lord for a moment and thank him and bless his name? Thank him for his goodness to you. Thank him for his provision. Thank him for his love. Thank him. Aren't you grateful that he forgave you of all your sins, all of them, and that you are redeemed by the precious blood of the Lamb? Yeah, you guys aren't, I don't hear you. I don't hear you. Come on, let's, let's bless him. Let's bless him with the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. This is your moment right here to, to offer up a praise to him to offer up thanksgiving, to offer up your gratitude to Him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you that every good thing in our life, God, comes from you. Lord, thank you that all of our children shall be taught of the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for health in our bodies, that we're here tonight. Hallelujah. We're not in the hospital. We're not in jail. Amen. We're not in trouble. Lord, you're, we're here right now in the house of God. We're not in some other country where we can't have the freedom and don't have the freedom to do this, where our lives are on the line if we do. But, Lord, we're here in this country, in the United States of America, with this right, the freedom of religion. Hallelujah. And we thank you, Lord, for that tonight, that we can freely come here and bless your name. So, Lord, we don't want to take advantage of this moment. We don't want to make light of it. We don't want to be bored with it. We want to be serious right now and to remember just how Good you are to us. Just how wonderful this moment is. How glorious it is. And to bask in it and to bask in you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this gospel that came to us. Thank you, Lord. You died for our sins. Therefore, we will not die from our sins. You brought us into forever communion with Almighty God as our Father. Thank you, Lord. I read something yesterday that really blessed me. From the story of C.S. Lewis. He said, God came to save us, but He wouldn't do it without us because of our freedom. That is our freedom of choice. We have one part to play in this. That is to believe. God would not save us without us because of our freedom. But we could not save us because of our bondage. So we have now this partnership. He sends down grace. And we offer up faith. And when faith and grace come together, there is salvation. There is deliverance. There is freedom. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Praise God. 
Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.